Welcome to Planet Geo, the podcast where we talk about our amazing planet, how it works, and why it matters to you. As usual, we are releasing today a short clip from our interview with Ashley Grosh, who is the Vice President of the Breakthrough Energy Fellows Program. Follow us on all the social medias. We are at Planet Geocast. Send us an email, planetgeocast at gmail.com. Hit that like, subscribe, follow button on your platform and leave us a review. That really helps us out. Take care. Ashley, you live in Denver and you said before you really do like the outdoors. I'm going to be in Denver this summer. Actually, we're going to catch a concert at Red Rocks and we're going to climb Long's Peak and then we're heading out to the Tetons for three weeks. Um, just my, my family. So what's your favorite hike, backpack, climb, whatever in the Denver area? Okay. I'll give you two. So I went to the university of Colorado, go buffs, um, <laughs> in Boulder. And I do think just, this will be your warm up. is you should go to Chautauqua park and the flat irons. And there's a couple hikes. There's the bluebell one and two, and it's just a way to get acclimated to the altitude, but the flat irons are just incredible. And you can go up there and, and kind of look at the Boulder Valley. Um, so I think that that would be your warm up. The other one I might have you do is come a little further south to Castlewood Canyon and or Garden of the Gods too. I don't know if you've done that yeah, one. I've, I've been there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's more flat, but still from a geologist standpoint, you know, pretty interesting, but Castlewood Canyon, instead of going up, you're actually going to go down. And so you actually hike down into, um, kind of this, uh, cave area, but it's outside too. There's in, inside and outside trails, but it's just incredibly beautiful down there. So that would be my, my couple ideas. So Ashley, um, you were a, a collegiate soccer player. I think you said you went to UC Boulder or CU Boulder, whichever one. I always get it confused what it is, but I think you also coach as well. And, you know, Chris and I are, well, former athletes, I suppose. Uh, I don't know, Chris, uh, one of us had a, maybe a more successful, successful <laughs> athletic career. I won't say who, but wow. What a piece okay. of work. What a piece of work. <laughs> I love sports. I think especially team sports, I think they're like so instrumental into, they teach you so many life skills. Can you speak to that? I mean, how has it impacted your life personally and in coaching? What do you tell, you know, your players that you're coaching? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, sports has played a fundamental role in my life. I come from a crazy sports nut family that everybody's played sports. I'm a third generation collegiate athlete. So my grandpa and my dad both played in college, played football. And so just sports have just been at the center of my life. But you're, to the lesson standpoint, I think, you know, having the grit to take on something like climate, you know, really comes from a love of sports and doing hard things from resilience, determination, but as a team, right? I don't know how to do anything unless there's a team involved. So maybe that's why, again, I go back to this people component is anytime you're going for something super hard, you can't do it alone, right? And so you need a team. And so I've just, you know, playing soccer, right? I might be good at one thing, but the other person's good at something else. And so the two, that's just how I thrive and feed to get to, to a mission and to get to a goal is to working together, playing on different people's strengths and weaknesses, 
And I do, even though I coach competitive soccer on the side for my daughter, you know, I do think a lot of what my role is within the fellows program is coaching and mentoring. And I love that. I love coaching people up that, Hey, it's really hard, but you got to keep, got to get up again and don't let the nose, you know, wear you down. You've got to develop the thick skin. You've got to be optimistic. You've got to keep trying. And, you know, this notion of there's a whole team around you that's going to help you. So I do think sports and coaching, when you're tackling something really hard in life, having that mentality can help, right. Can help you get through the resiliency that's needed. And certainly at Breakthrough, we are a team that's growing. And uh, so, you know, we need we not, need a lot of coaches around us, a lot of advisors and mentors all working together. So sports for me is the center of, of how, you, how you really do everything as a team. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Ashley, because I think, you know, your your athletes are lucky to have you as a coach because you're deliberate about those lessons that they need to take off the field. And I, I think that doesn't happen enough. The sports and the, the lessons that we learn should be, it's a vehicle to take with us throughout life, but it has to be deliberate about like, Hey, this is what we learned. This is how it applies off the soccer field or off the football field, you know, those kinds of things. And um, I can tell that, you know, that's, that's what you believe in. That's what you do. So yeah, what position did you play actually? So in high school, I played sweeper. So that's the last person of defense. And then in college, I played left fullback. So left defender. So always more on the defensive side. Yeah. Team sports. I love team sports. And I, I didn't really know much about soccer growing up in Michigan, but uh, when I moved to Canada for grad school, I lived with a bunch of Europeans. And so every <laughs> well, weekend, you got ingrained. Have, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> you know, premier league was on every Saturday and Sunday morning, you know, really got ingrained with soccer. And I really learned to appreciate the similarities between soccer and basketball. Like the flow is very similar. The passing and cutting dynamics, it's just, you know, a much bigger field with less points, but otherwise it's a very similar game. Anyway. I'll, yeah. I'll I stayed up. up too late watching, uh, right now I'm watching playoff hockey, the abs, Colorado still in it. And then last night we, we watched the warriors. So, oh, yeah. uh, and, 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 and big fan of Ted Lasso too, obviously. We love Ted Lasso. It's a great show. That's yeah. a great yeah. one. <laughs> okay. One more, th- one more story here quickly, just from a geology standpoint. So one yeah. Of the te- oh, we one love of geology. The- here we yeah. go. So one of the technologies we saw this week at RPE is called impossible mining. And so mining, right, is big issue because we've got to have it for everything we're doing from limestone and cement for lithium, for energy storage. And so impossible mining is a seabed technology exploration. So in the ocean, but in in more of the shallow piece, there's these rocks and I'll send you a picture of it. You guys probably know the name more than me, but this gentleman has developed an AI robotics machine that can go under and similar to like I was saying in the field and can sense where life is. So this machine uses these arms and pulls up a rock and it can sense if there's any life on it, it puts it back. If there isn't, then it collects it. And what's incredible about these sediments is they have nickel, copper, and one other one, I'll have to send it to you, but those can then be taken back. And he uses a biologic enzyme to break down the sediments in there and is able to cleanly, you know, get those materials out. And so it's a really interesting way to think about mining. He's launching it in the Cook Islands. 
So a, a little plug for impossible mining, but I'll send you the video. Cause again, back to my visual learning, but just seeing this, like those are the types of out of the box things without disturbing the environment, but finding those materials. And so anyways, that was just a really cool way uh, to think about a, a different way of, that, of unlocking very resources. Cool. Is, that sounds amazing. Is this cohort one then? No. So this mm-hmm. is something we're looking at um, right okay. now for potentially cohort two or three. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Ashley, did anybody reapply from cohort one that didn't make it through? They did. Yes. And okay. so um, I'm not sure because we're just wrapping up cohort two, but we encourage that. We encourage yeah. people to continue applying because they may have made gains, right? From the t- first mm-hmm. time they apply. So again, keep taking the shots on goal, right? Keep, yeah. keep applying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Love some cool yeah. geology mining. Uh, I know. I had to get that in there amazing. for the geologists. That's in the amazing. Room, so we appreciate that. I'll send yeah, you the, the video in, in the link because yeah, that'd be I great. Really, that'd be, that'd be amazing. I really think it's a, a cool idea. So yeah, that's all right. Super cool. Thank you both. Awesome. Thanks, Ashley. Take care. This has been great. You can follow us on all the social medias. We are at Planet Geocast. Send us an email. Visit our website. Give us a rating and a review. Those really help the algorithm. And reach out if you have questions. We love that stuff. Right on. Take care.